middleweight prospect, Jonathan Patti. What's going on, Jonathan? I see you're outside, outside yeah, in the yeah. sun, enjoying life. How's life going for you right now? Man, it's going great, man. I couldn't be uh, more excited where I am in my life right now, man. That's great, man. Well, with your career, you've been pretty much on the longest layoff, I think around nine months now. Um, yeah. What have you been doing even before the pandemic hit? Uh, I actually had a lot of fights lined up. I had one lined up for January. Um, I had one lined up for January, February, May, or April. And then uh, I got the the phone call for the, uh, the Contender Series in April. So then I would have had it in May. So I would have been at least two fights deep this year, um, earlier this year. So I've, I've just been training, man, honestly. Just focused on anything in particular during this whole time? No, not really. Just trying to stay active. Um, I knew that something big was coming after uh, after my fight against Pfeiffer in uh, New Jersey. I knew something was going to come after that uh, with with what Pfeiffer brought to the table. So I know I, I knew with that win that I needed to be prepared for something bigger. Yeah, going back to that Pfeiffer win, you won the belt. There was a lot of hype around Pfeiffer. He's also fighting on the Contender Series himself. Going into that fight, did you feel a lot of pressure? Maybe even more pressure than even going into this fight, the Contender Series? Um, going into the Pfeiffer fight, I actually didn't feel any pressure. Um, I actually enjoy going places and fighting in other people's hometown rather than fighting in my own. Uh, I feel like it's a lot less pressure when you're the villain. You don't have to worry about people knowing you in the crowd. Uh, it doesn't matter what, whatever you know random people say to you because they don't know you, so it doesn't bother you if you're a strong-minded person. So me going into somebody else's house and fighting them is way less pressure, even though like everybody's cheering for the other guy. I'd rather have it that way. Uh, I, I think it's way less pressure. As far as going into this fight, um, I, I definitely... Um, I guess I got the, the early uh, butterflies out whenever I went to Vegas for my, my, my shooting, uh, my early shootings and stuff like that. But uh, right now, I don't feel any pressure. It's kind of it's kind of weirding me out as we get closer because I'm not feeling pressure at all. Like, I just feel comfortable. I feel ready. If I needed to fight this Tuesday, I'd be ready to go. I've been ready for like the last month and a half, man. I, I feel like I could have fought last month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you know, normally when do the, the jitters kind of hit you? Is it like one week out or is it just on fight day or is it weigh-ins? I don't know, man. Uh, it's been different throughout my career. It, it, it hits me sometimes like in my in my pre-shakeout workout in the morning before the fight because I always do a pre-shakeout pre -shake workout and uh, sometimes it hits me then and my coach can tell. Sometimes it's hit me right before I'm walking out to the cage. Um, it's never hit me while I was in the cage. Never. But uh, it's just random sometimes, you know what I mean? I, I don't know, man. I Hopefully it gets out before, you know, the closer we get to the fight. But I don't know. It, it's random sometimes, man. Well, I guess it's good that it doesn't hit you in the cage. You know what I mean? Because oh, that's yeah, not the yeah. perfect time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the craziest thing about it is when I'm in the cage, man, it's almost like a, an aroma comes around me. Like a, I know that I'm in the right place. It's almost like a peace thing. Uh, people call me crazy. A lot of people that don't know me or don't, don't follow me, whenever I start smiling and thinking, in the cage they call me arrogant about the and all of this but people that know me know when i'm smiling that's that's not a good sign for the other guy you know what i mean i mean that means i'm in my comfort zone like i know where i'm at i'm in my place of zen i'm in my place of peace like it's it's gonna be a great night <laughs> when you watch fights and sometimes the commentators will point out oh he's smiling that means he's hurt you know like that's not you then 
Yeah. No, no, it's it's really not. It's far. <laughs> it's the farthest from it. Like literally, that's how I spar. I'm I'm smiling. I'm inviting guys in every time. You know, whenever they, you know, whenever somebody gets hit with something, and they're like, oh, you know, when they're inviting them in, that means they're hurt. Like, nah, man, nah. <laughs> Going into the contender series, there's a lot of guys that are have these records they're like seven and zero, eight and zero, nine and zero, ten and zero. you know you've had a few losses in your career what have been some of the biggest obstacles you have faced so far i think the biggest obstacles that i faced in my career was taking the fights uh that should have been ufc fights early mm-hmm. i took some hard fights very very early in my career my pro debut was against ryan span you know what i'm saying like ryan span was the number one middleweight in texas when i took that fight Nobody wanted to fight him. I was 7-0 and as an amateur. I got offered the fight and was like, I had bad management. I didn't have a guy in my ear that was going to tell me no. And, he, you know, it was. I'm no longer with that management. But uh, I went in. I went into that fight and lost that fight. Um, if you look at my losses, I, they're all UFC guys. Yeah. All three of my losses, all three of those guys are in the UFC. So uh, I think those were the biggest obstacles, taking those fights a little early. So when people look at my record, if you don't really dig into my record, you'll be like, oh, this guy's this guy's six and three. He's nothing. You know what I mean? A lot of people are, are writing me off and that's OK. I, I, I prefer it that way. My whole career, I've been like an underdog. So, you know what I mean? It, it is what it is. Sometimes it's good to be in that position, though, as the underdog. I think it's perfect to be in that, that position because a lot of people don't know I'm coming. You know, last night I was watching the UFC fight card and I wasn't impressed at all with the, with the 85ers that, that I watched last night. I just, you know, and I don't say that out of cockiness. I just say that out of preparation. You know, I, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. To, if they would have called me last night and be like you against Chris Whiteman, line it up, send it. I'm ready. You know what I mean? That confidence comes from training, like you said earlier. You know, who are the coaches that have developed you throughout the years to get you ready for this moment? So I've been with the same coaches throughout all my career. Crew Kasib is my head coach. Shadrick Turner is my assistant head coach. And Salvador Guerrero is my wrestling and my jiu-jitsu coach. Those are the only coaches that have truly been in my corner. I've had some other coaches divvy into me that have opened their gyms. Like, you know, uh, Coach Safe up in Dallas, he opens his doors and allows me to go up there and train with uh, one of my teammates, J.F. Neal, um, and with the rest of the Fortis guys. Um, so, you know, him opening the doors, he, he also pours into me. But uh, as far as being with me every single day it's those three coaches and they've been with me throughout my whole career for this camp coming up like who have been the training partners for you to get you ready uh just my in-house guys man uh ernest singleton bj miller um jose uh that's my that's one of my teammates um guys like uh salvador guerrero because he's a coach that trains with us uh angela whitley she's a muay thai world champion she's in there banging with the guys um rebecca uh Rebecca She-Hulk, that's her uh, fight name. Caitlin Nickdow, Jody Oliver, um, just a, just a whole bunch of up-and-comers that are that are going to be names that you're going to be recognizing here really really soon coming up here uh, once our gym gets uh, the doors are open for them. You know. One thing that I noticed about the contender series, they have been picking a lot of fighters from Texas. It's kind of I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> Something in the water out here in Texas, <laughs> man. Um, I think I think Texas, as far as sports in general. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys out here that uh, are just they they just go all in. 
no matter what the sport is, basketball, especially football, whenever you have Texas athletes doing any sport that they're in and they say they're from Texas, you know, you, you look at our state model, everything's bigger in Texas, right? For you to have a state model like that, you have to have a work ethic like that. So whenever you have Texas fighters, you better be on the, on the lookout for them, you know? Look at, look at Kevin Holland last night from Texas. Dropped yeah. old boy. You see, you saw it? Look at Derek yeah. Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Texas boys. <laughs> now, uh, your opponent coming up, Jamie Pickett, when you study him, what do you see? Uh, he's, he's, he's a good guy. I mean, he's, he's a guy that uh, obviously they, they believe in um, to have on the show for the third time. Uh, or I could look at it as he's a guy that they want me to walk all over. Um, and that's the way I'm looking at it. Uh, I'm not saying he's he's not a great opponent because Jamie's got a outstanding track record. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the MMA uh, numbers right now, everybody's picking Jamie over me. Uh, it, it, they're picking it as a decision. I guess people think that that's the way to beat me or that I can't go 15 minutes hard. But I don't know. And just as, as hard as it is to, to be humble and looking at Jamie and saying that there's something that he's better than me at, there's not. Jamie's not gonna beat me anywhere. If he wants to go to the ground, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him in the ground game. If he wants to wrestle, I'm gonna beat him in wrestling. If he wants to strike, that's that's home for me. So there's just not much that I see that Jamie can do to me. So a lot of people that are betting against me, feel sorry for your pockets, man. Going back to the the, the level of competition that you have faced throughout your career so far, do you feel like that's that's the X factor for you heading into this fight? Is that experience? I definitely, uh, I definitely think so. Uh, whenever you take care of the, you, you know, you're, you're not fighting bums. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of guys, they go and pad their records and they're fighting guys that, that shouldn't even be fighting. You know what I mean? The, the guys that are just, they want to be fighters, but they don't want to make it to the UFC. They just want that, that name to go along with their name. You know what I mean? Um, I don't, I've never fought guys like that. Every guy that I fought has been that guy supposed to be that person especially the guys that i fought in texas those were the up-and-comers those were the guys that everybody didn't want to fight you know what i mean i mean dude after i fought uh alfredo leja i was trying to fight kevin holland but that's when he got the call up to the contender series so i mean dude I, i'm always down to fight i know whenever i make it to the ufc because uh, i see myself getting the contract i know i'm gonna have to fight top guys all the time so i'm already prepared for that uh, i know that i i, I could be one of the best in the world in the 185 division so i have to be prepared for that and i feel like i've already uh started a strong foundation to be ready for that whenever it hits me you know what i mean how do you see yourself winning the contract what kind of performance do you feel like you're gonna have on the contender series i definitely see myself finishing jamie uh with a tko uh if not late in the first maybe early in the second um there's just man it's, it's so hard to not say like that I, you know what i mean like and I, I mean it in the most humble way like i know he's training i know he's training hard i know i'm training hard everybody trains for these fights but when i, I look at jamie there's just there's nothing that i see that he can beat me with nothing so i see myself tko and jamie in the second round and i, I take pride in TKOs, you know what I mean? Yeah, with, with, I'm not saying KOs aren't great, but a KO, you can you can catch a guy, you know, slip in or maybe he's tired. A TKO, that means they had to pull you off because you were gonna you're gonna kill this guy. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I see myself TKOing. I see it. Um, one last thing, you know, there's many different types of competitors in this sport. You know, there's a lot of 
the martial artist types and then there's the the prize fighter mentality where do you feel like you fit in i think i fit in right in the middle of both i think i i'm definitely a prize fighter um whenever i whenever i look at guys and and guys they say they, they do this because they love it and that's the only reason why they do it and they don't do it for the money i honestly think that every guy that says that is an absolute liar they're they're a liar we do not do this for free you know what i'm saying i tell people all the time when i go out and and my friends want to go out there's there's certain people that i won't even hang around with because they want to all they want to do is go out and, and fight i'll tell them straight up if you start a fight don't expect me to jump in there because unless they're paying me to fight i'm not fighting you know what i mean like i'm just not that person so for me to say that i'm not fighting for a prize would be an absolute lie I, i'm i am a prize fighter period at the end of the day but do i respect the martial arts without a doubt without a doubt I, re I respect it to the outmost. That's why after the fight, you know, I might have my antics where I, I do a celebration, but that's just excitement at the time. After that, I'm super cool with my opponents. I don't think that there's might be like two of my opponents throughout my amateur and my pro career that I, I rarely talk to. But, dude, I, I was just talking to Piper this morning, man. I, I you know, I, I was at church. I was I was checking on his weight, making sure he was good for his, you know, for his main event coming up Tuesday, making sure that he was good. Told him that I was praying for him. I wish nothing but luck to every fighter stepping in the cage you know what i'm saying but that that's the mixed martial arts part of me but when it comes to the prize fighting i'm a prize fighter that appreciates mixed martial arts i love the i love martial arts man and i respect it to the most the almost thing i would never disrespect martial arts that's our platform you know what i mean but we do it for that coin <laughs> mm -hmm. no doubt what's that thing that you carry i'm just curious that you carry with you into the cage so it's a samoan warrior staff okay so um, you know, back in the back in the Samoan times, whenever we, you know, we would go to war with other islands and and other people that were trying to come in and invade our islands, we didn't have guns and things of that sort. If you uh, did, you watch uh, Fast and Furious, uh, the Hobbs yeah. and Shaw one. Yeah. You saw one when they all had their warrior clubs. Uh, yeah. Before that movie came out, I was walking with my staff <laughs> just to let everybody in the world know. Before the Rock was walking out, showing out his staff, I you can look at all my stuff. I walk out to all yeah. my fights with my warrior staff. And my dad, and uh, and my dad and uh, his good friend Fale, they actually do. They handcraft all my stuff. They they handcraft all my in my warriors. That's what it is. It's a warrior staff, just just to show our warrior our, our warrior spirit. And uh, it's a it's a weapon that we use as you know Samoans. We don't use guns. We use sticks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could beat yeah. that ass with that with that <laughs> stick. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Well, you know, hopefully, hopefully. You know, once the Reebok deal is over, they'll allow you to carry that with you to the cage in the UFC, yeah, man. man. I hope so. I hope that they allow Without a little a bit doubt. more originality, you know what I mean? Because this Reebok deal, I, I did not like it too much because it just got yeah. everything out the window. But go ahead. God's timing, bro. God's timing. I think I think God's about to open up a lot of doors for a lot of fighters. Uh, a lot of people are looking at this 2020 as a bad thing. I think it's going to open doors for fighters in particular. So uh, you just got to look at the blessing and the bad things. You know what I mean? No doubt. Well august 25th contender series las vegas thank you so much for yes, the time sir. good luck on the thank fight you brother safe travels and uh hopefully we'll be talking soon man yes sir we'll talk after this win